Bajahal, you are listening to the A Thousand Lives broadcast, the premier podcast for all things related to Christian missions in China. This is Austin, your host and missionary with the Vision for China team. For more information about our Vision for China team and how to take the first step on your path to making Jesus famous in China, head on over to visionforchina.org. That's V-I-S-I-O-N-F-O-R-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G. There you're going to find a slew of resources to aid you in both sharing the gospel with Chinese friends, as well as to assess how you can better aim your life at making Jesus known in China, whether that be by praying, sending, or even going as a missionary. If you haven't already, remember to subscribe and or follow the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform with push notifications turned on to never miss an episode of the broadcast. And you can always check out visionforchina.org slash podcast. That's visionforchina.org slash podcast for an up-to-date directory of which platforms were found on online. If you have any friends interested in China, missions, or both that might enjoy the podcast, be sure to let them know what the A Thousand Lives broadcast is all about. We with Vision for China firmly believe that Jesus is worthy of being made much of in China and trust that if we aim our lives at making much of him there and around the world, we have no need to fear language barriers, culture barriers, persecution, or any other obstacles because, just as he himself said in Matthew 28, he will be with us always, even until the end of the world. Well, for today's episode, we get to hear a fascinating story about a Buddhist monk who came to Christ under the preaching and ministry of missionary George Stott, and in a matter of months, told dozens of others in his home village about his Savior. But before we jump into this brother's story, let's take a moment to hear about today's Chinese City Challenge. So for this episode's Chinese City Challenge, I'd like to challenge everyone to research and pray for the city of Guay located in Guizhou Province, China. Guiyang is Guizhou Province's capital city and is home to over 4.5 million people in the city proper and a total of nearly 6 million in its greater metro area. Guizhou Province and its capital, Guiyang, are home to some 23 distinct ethnic groups. The largest group, other than the majority Han, are the Miao people. Guizhou, the province, is the poorest province in all of China, but don't let that fact lead you to believe that the capital city, Guiyang, is in some way subpar. Guiyang is actually a pretty developed place, like most other Chinese cities its size. It's only when you leave Guiyang and head out into the more countryside regions of Guizhou that the province's poverty becomes more stark. On a personal note, I visited Guiyang and Greater Guizhou on my first ever visit to China. In fact, the personal story that I shared in the first ever episode of this podcast entitled, What is Jesus? transpired here in Guiyang on that trip while I was in a city heavily influenced by Miao culture that is just off to the east of Guiyang. Historically, missionaries Charles H. Judd and James F. Brompton became the first ever Protestant Christian missionaries to preach in Guiyang, Guizhou. Though Judd eventually continued his ministry elsewhere, Brompton pioneered work in the southeast regions of Guizhou among the Miao and Yi ethnic minority populations. The people of Guiyang are traditionally followers of Buddhism, Taoism, and various other Chinese folk religions. Please pray for more laborers for Guiyang, city and Guizhou province. Brother, I'd like to challenge you to do a bit of your own research on Guiyang. The city is spelled G-U-I-Y-A-N-G and is located in Guizhou province. Guizhou is spelled 
G-U-I-Z-H-O-U. Now remember, the challenge is to spend about 15 minutes either skimming the city's Wikipedia page or viewing a video related to Guiyang on YouTube, whether that be a walkthrough, synopsis, or drone footage, something like that. I encourage you to see what videos you can find for Guiyang, and as you watch, consider how the Lord might use you to reach this city with the gospel. Next, after you've done all that, I'd encourage you to spend another 15 minutes or so praying for the city of Guiyang and its people. Pray that they would hear the gospel and be saved. Pray that the Lord would bless believers and churches that might already be there in the city. And pray that the Lord would raise up and send forth many more laborers who would devote their lives to take Guiyang the gospel. And finally, remember to message Vision for China on social media, letting us know an interesting thing you learned about the city. We want to hear from you. We want to hear how the Lord is growing your heart for the Chinese. Remember, finding us on social media is actually quite easy. Just use the handle Vision for China, V-I-S-I-O-N, for C-H-I-N-A. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Let us know what you learned about Guiyang. What are you waiting for? Get after this Chinese city challenge and see how the Lord works in your heart as you research and pray. Susu, Susu, Chun stopped. He looked up a bit before wiping the perspiration from his brow. He squinted, gazing off into the distance under the bright morning sun. Susu, uncle, hey uncle, another voice persisted, using the typical Chinese custom of referring to a stranger as family. Scanning the edge of the field, Chun finally spotted two boys walking towards him playfully. Yes, little friends, is there something going on? He set his tools down for a bit, as he was already eager for a bit of a break. He still hadn't completely reacclimated to farming. You ask him. No, you first. The boys continued back and forth for a bit until Chun spoke up with another, Is there something going on? You're the one who wanted to ask him, exclaimed one of the young kids. He must have been about seven. Susu, aren't you the monk from Jiangxi Temple? We've been seeing you farm this field the last few weeks. Yes, I was a monk there, but not anymore, replied Chun exposing a slight smile. The other day, Tu Jin said you had dinner at his house and told his parents that Buddha isn't real. He said you don't worship Buddha anymore. Other people even say you are a turncoat monk, whatever that means. Well, that's true, little friend. I have learned of the true God. Now I worship him. Even though I have sinned and disrespected him and in my ignorance served Buddha, the true God loved me so much that he gave his son to die in my place. As he spoke, Chun's smile kept growing and growing. The two boys were now speechless and had a look of confusion on their faces. Chun could tell they weren't quite sure what to say. So, Chun continued, You both are brothers, right? You live just down that way. He pointed towards a house in the distance. You are of the Wang family, right? 
Yeah, that's right, the elder brother cautiously replied. Well, I tell you what, continued Chun, I usually see your father and grandfather in your family's field on my way to market. I will speak to your grandfather. I can assure you that this God that I now know is the true God. I would like to talk to you Wangs about him. The boys were a bit unsure of what to say. On the one hand, they were afraid that their family befriending this so-called turncoat monk might lead to Buddha bringing some evil against their home. On the other hand, Uncle Chun seemed nice enough, just as their buddy Tu Jin had said. They were half afraid, half glad they acted on Tu Jin's dare to speak with this turncoat monk. And sure enough, within a matter of days, Uncle Chun had arranged to meet with the Wang family. They had him over for a meal, and Chun divulged the strangest and yet most hope-filled message they had ever heard, the story of a man named Yesu, Jesus, who was God's son and died so that the sins of all men might be forgiven. Many more evenings were thus spent over the course of the next few weeks, and not only at the Wang's home. Within a matter of months, some 28 people in Chun's home village had turned from idol worship, and many of those had professed faith in this Yesu, professed faith in Jesus. Arrangements were made, and Chun took three of the men who had trusted Christ with him to the city of Wenzhou, where Chun had originally heard of Jesus. And there, he wanted to introduce these three men to the man who introduced him to Jesus at the start. George Stott, the one-legged Scottish missionary, was elated to hear from the mouths of these men how, through the testimony of Chun, this turncoat monk as he had come to be called, they each had heard and believed the glad tidings of the Savior. Stott was impressed that though Chun still had much to learn about Christ, he was still eagerly telling all he knew about him to everyone he could. Chun, while he was in town, was overjoyed to hear more about his Savior and learn as much as he could about all that he did and does for him. Being taught of baptism, Chun was eager to be baptized by Stott and invited many from his hometown to come to Wenzhou for the occasion. And for a few more months, Chun persisted in his fervent evangelism throughout his village. His life as a monk turned farmer was a tremendous testimony to the sort of changed life that the Lord brings about when he saves a man. Then, one day, while Chun was on his way again to Wenzhou for a Lord's Supper service with the church there, his boat along the river was overturned in a storm, and Chun, along with many on the boat with him, found a watery grave. Though he died an untimely death, Chun also left a great mark on his village for his Savior by boldly preaching Jesus and excitedly sharing the gospel message with everyone he could. Friends, Brother Chun was a shining light for the gospel in the darkness of China. He wasted no time in letting everyone back in his home village know all that Jesus had done for him. He did it boldly. He did it intentionally, and he did it with joy. After meeting so great a Savior, Chun couldn't help but tell his kinsmen all about the love of Christ for sinners. 
He had a powerful testimony of the Lord's working in his life, saving him from sin and graciously transforming him into a new creature. He had a heart for evangelism, and the Lord blessed his evangelistic fervor. The Lord saved many in that village through the testimony of this one man who wouldn't stop talking about his marvelous Savior, Yesu, Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but hearing stories like this always get me excited. It's so cool to hear how the Lord can use the simplicity of a changed life to change so many other lives for His glory. As unfortunate as it is that Brother Chun passed away so tragically and so soon after his conversion, it is exciting to hear that the Lord used him greatly before his passing. Friends, the Lord is good. And he blessed his servant, Brother Chun, and allowed him to tell so many around him of his Savior and let him see so many come to faith in Christ. Brother, let me remind you that the same Savior who changed Brother Chun's life, the same Savior who saved the lives of so many in that village near Wenzhou, stands ready and desirous to save many in China today. Our God, I would remind you, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His word endures. His promises fail not. He loves the world, and so he most certainly loves China and its people. The Bible says he will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. And so he most certainly desires that all Chinese come unto the knowledge of Christ. This being the case, we also know that God, in his wisdom, has chosen to use us, his people, to get the gospel out around the world. How shall they hear without a preacher, after all? How would those in Brother Chun's village have heard without Brother Chun forsaking his Buddhist idolatry and proclaiming the gospel to them? And, lest we miss the bigger picture, how would Brother Chun have heard the gospel message apart from George Stott's preaching there in Wenzhou and leading Brother Chun to the Lord? Brother, could it be that the Lord is dealing with your heart as of late about China because he desires to send you there to preach? Friend, could it be that there is another, a modern-day Brother Chun in China that needs to hear the gospel? Could it be that God wants you to take the message to him? Could it be that once he hears and believes and calls upon the name of the Lord and is saved, that that man, that Modern Brother Chun, in turn, turns around and begins boldly preaching and exalting Christ among his family, his friends, and his neighbors. The Lord used George Stott and his faithful preaching all those years ago in Wenzhou to win Brother Chun, this Chinese fisher of men, to the Lord. Could it be that the Lord likewise desires to do similar things in and through your life? Could it be that he has put China on your mind and heart as of late to remind you of all the great and mighty things he could do in China with your surrendered life? So brother, would you do that? Would you surrender your life to making China your home and faithfully bearing witness of your Savior there? Would you give your talents to exalting and preaching Jesus among so many who have never heard? Friend, the Lord can use you you may remember that in a different episode last year, we learned that George Stott was an amputee before he even signed up to go as a missionary with the China Inland Mission. 
You may recall when Hudson Taylor asked why he, with only one leg, would want to take the gospel to China, he boldly replied that he saw so few people with two legs going. Brother, may we all, like George Stott, share in his attitude of wanting to do all that we can with all that we are to preach Jesus in China, to exalt the name of our Savior. Brother, I challenge you to consider giving your life and your efforts to serving the Lord in China. I challenge you to pray and beg the Lord to send you there for His sake. Will you consider devoting your days to preaching Christ and exalting His name in China, trusting that He who saved Brother Chun through the preaching of George Stock can likewise save others in China through your preaching? Will you surrender your all to exalting Christ even in a place like China? Brother, if the Lord is leading you in that direction, we with Vision for China would love to help you along the way with everything from Bible training and missions training to language and culture training. Brother, we are here to provide you a path for you to follow, to get you from wherever you are right now in life all the way to standing in China before a group of Chinese people with a Bible in your hand and in the Chinese language preaching unto them Jesus. If we can help you along your path in any way, reach out at info at visionforchina.org. That's info at visionforchina.org. Tell us who you are and let us know how we can come alongside and be a help. Remember, there are dozens of millions in China that need preachers if they are ever to hear the glad tidings of their Creator and Savior. There are untold thousands who haven't heard but who would be overjoyed to hear. Will you take the glad tidings to them? Will you, my friend, arise and go? and preach unto them Jesus. Brothers, our Savior is mighty to save. He is the same today and just as mighty to save today as He's always been. In fact, the Bible says that Jesus is 昨日,今日,一直到永远是一样的。昨日,今日,一直到永远是一样的。昨日, he is the same yesterday, Today and forever. 昨日,今日,一直到永远是一样的 means that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Brother, you know that Jesus is 昨日,今日,一直到永远是一样的 You know how he has worked mightily to save in the past. You know how he worked mightily in your life to save you and to change your life. Can you trust him to likewise mightily save in China today? Remember, he truly is 昨日,今日,一直到永远是一样的. If we trust him and his word, he will use us just as he used men like George Stott all those years ago. The people of China need to hear the preaching of men who know that Jesus is 昨日,今日,一直到永远是一样的. Will you, brother, stake your life on trusting the Savior who and trust Him to bless your preaching in China and allow you to see many there come to faith in Him? If not you, then who?
Well, this concludes today's episode of the A Thousand Lives broadcast. Thank you all for listening in and letting others know that Jesus is worthy of being made much of in China. Don't forget the Chinese city challenge for this episode. Spend 15 minutes researching Guiyang City in Guizhou province. Remember, Guiyang is spelled G-U-I-Y-A-N-G. And then spend another 15 minutes praying that the Lord will raise up more preachers for the people there. After you do all that, remember... Go ahead, message us, the Vision for China team, on social media to let us know an interesting thing you learned about Guiyang and let us know you were interested in Chinese missions. Guiyang and all of China need preachers who trust that Jesus Christ truly is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Tune in next time for another story from the life of none other than Hudson Taylor. You are not going to want to miss it. Well, thank you again for listening to the A Thousand Lives broadcast. This has been Austin, your host and missionary with the Vision for China team. For more information about our Vision for China team and how to take the first step on your path to making Jesus famous in China, head on over to visionforchina.org. That's visionforchina.org. There you're going to find a slew of resources to aid you in both sharing the gospel with Chinese friends, as well as to assess how you can better aim your life at making Jesus known in China, whether that be by praying, sending, or even going as a missionary. Well, until next time, 再见.